You drinking anything? Yes, Moscow Mule. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Cheers. <laughs> Moscow Mule. No beers today. Just straight uh, up my, my boy, Kirill. That's, <laughs> That's, like... That's Let's rock and roll. Let's okay. get right into it. Let's do it. On behalf of the NHL, I want to tell you how thrilled we are to return to the state of hockey. It's obvious we never should have left. Minnesota, welcome back to the NHL. In the state of hockey, we skate to frozen ponds. We live the game. Welcome from the state of Minnesota, the state of hockey. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's attendance is 18,815. Our 27 consecutive sellouts. Wild would win the faceoff here. Here's Spurgeon going to work right circle. He scores! Spurgeon scores! Takes a look. Here comes Dumba. Matt Dumba off the bench. In front. Scores! Matt Dumba has won it for the Wild. Hit by Spurgeon. Up comes back the other way. Fiala's in for Minnesota. Fiala punched to the middle. Wait, score! You're listening to the Wild Takes Podcast. Presented by 10,000 Takes. Welcome to the Wild Takes Podcast, where we talk about wild and all things hockey while my wife watches Sex and the City downstairs. I am Dev. With me, as always, is my unbelievably greasy, yet strangely attractive co-host, Zooch. Zooch. I got one question for you. How good does it feel to finally hear the magic words, let's play hockey? You know, it's great. We've touched on it a few times, you know, during the summer months, this very short and brief off season that, you know, we've covered this team, but it, we're back. We knew it was short this off season. We were excited about it, but it's kind of weird to say, hey, they play this week and uh, yeah. we get to see Kirill Kaprizov in this top line that looked absolutely unreal in the preseason uh, in the regular season games on the ice. And I couldn't be happier. I'm very excited. We're going to get to see 82 games of Kirill Kaprizov for the first time ever. And I can't wait. It's, it's all, it's one of those things where it's like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm really, really glad. Like we're, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night in uh, about halfway through the, uh, the, the penguins and and lightning game to, uh, to kick the season off the wild don't play till Friday. And that really hurts my feelings, (laughs) but, uh, but I also, I get it. I I think what happened is after last year, getting used to just playing the Pacific teams over and over again, and uh and playing those like late night west coast games they were like all right well let's they're already they already are used to it they already remember it let's just like get them back into the swing of things with a couple of late games to start and then they can have like i think it's like 60 games before we have to go back (laughs) yeah i it is what it is it's kind of good because didn't uh krill beat up on these california teams last year so i mean it's the nice it it's a good start for the wild but yeah. for us fans, I think we would have enjoyed to see them playing in a in a nice primetime matchup here in the first couple nights of the season against, uh, you know, Chicago or a Colorado or something yeah. like that. that the good nice, news but... is, yeah, the good news is a, a week from two a week from when we're recording this on Tuesday the nineteenth, uh, the Wild will have their first like 
I hope I'm not being too mean to the California teams when I say the first real challenge of the season when they play the Jets at home, you know, a home mm-hmm. opener against Winnipeg. Um, I, I really do think, I think that the, um, I think the Ducks are going to be terrible this year. I think the Kings will be like fine. Um, it really just depends on how much the young guys. Is it, is it San Jose? I thought it's, is it, is it LA on Saturday? It is LA. I can't yeah. remember. Wh- okay. Yeah, yep. that's LA. I, I probably should know this, but uh, yeah, okay. I'm looking at it right now. Friday, Friday at uh, nine Central Ducks, and Saturday at nine thirty Central Kings. Okay, uh, well, which blows for me because uh, Eastern time, and and I I've got uh, I've got a flight early, early, early on Sunday morning. So, well, got to make a decision, and that decision is I can sleep on the flight. <laughs> well, I mean that that uh, well. We, we did a, we released a blog today to the website of a little season preview. And I, the reason I held back is because I was going to bring it up throughout this podcast. But yeah, let's my hear it, surprise, man. My surprise team this year is actually the LA Kings. I think they're going to surprise a lot of teams. I think they got some young talent and they also signed some decent older talent too. I mean, Philip Dano, he was a very underrated signing for him. Victor yeah. Arvidsson, I believe, is going out there. Uh, they, they, they really did get better. And you still got some solid goaltending on the back end there. And, you know, Drew Doughty isn't what he was, but he's still a good player. So yeah. the LA Kings, I very much see them as a surprise team. So there, there's a little bit of a challenge for the yeah. Wild. Not, not, not you know, a, a playoff team per se, but it's going to be a, they, a I think that they could – com- I really do think that they could compete for that third spot in, in the Pacific. Which um, is a weak division, yeah. It's a, it's a very bad decision – a division – because outside of outside of Vegas and outside of, I think it's like Vegas clear and clear far and away number one. Edmonton is definitely below Vegas, but like is a clear far and away number two. Yeah, and then the yeah, third agreed. spot is going to be obviously one of Calgary, L.A., Vancouver, Seattle. And then I just I don't I don't see the I don't Ducks. know I've, I don't see the Ducks no. or the I don't really think that Calgary is going to be that good, but they could, they could surprise people. I think Vancouver's I offense will be decent. No, I definitely think Vancouver is above to me. Vancouver is probably the team I would pick right now as that three spot in that Pacific only because it wasn't too long ago. That team was dangerous at the end of that uh, COVID year. Yeah. They were a dangerous team. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, well, the bubble run, but that team was dangerous come to come the end of that season. They were one of the teams people were looking at like, Oh, could they make a little playoff run here? And they still got all those young players. Elias Patterson, <laughs> good player right there. Goaltending's pretty solid. I mean, that's to me, that's who the Kings probably are going to have to leapfrog, but it's a weak division. You really don't know. It's going to be a crap shoot. Yeah, exactly. A little bit of housekeeping uh, for, for you, the listener, we're, we're going to be, uh, recording a little bit more frequently. Uh, ideally, we're going to pop them out twice a week. Some weeks, that will not be the case. Uh, next week is going to be one of those weeks because I'll be out of town. But uh, the good news is that we'll basically, uh, kind of a format going forward is we'll talk a little bit about what happened, make some jokes, talk a little bit about what's going to happen, make some more jokes, and then we'll have uh, a guest on uh, on occasion. So that's going to be, I think that's kind of the plan that we had, we had talked about uh, going forward. So, you know, with the, with that in mind, you know, let, you know, we, we, we will kind of knock it out. What, what do you think for that home opener Zooch against 
the uh, the Jets from Winnipeg. I know a lot of people, mostly in the Canadian media, but a lot of people on like hockey Twitter and, and the athletic and stuff think very highly of the Jets. And I see why. I don't think that they're on like the same caliber as like Colorado, obviously, because very few teams are. But the Jets blue line sucked ass last year and they improved that. And the rest of the team also seems to have gotten better. And then obviously Connor Hellebuck fucking rules. Yeah, he's a um, very good goalie. I see that as the Wild's first like real challenge. I think that the Kings game will probably be close, but I don't I don't ever really feel like we're gonna be sweating it. With the Jets, I feel like that one that one would be close, but I think with the the energy of the home opener i think that that could that i don't see us losing that one but i'm curious to get uh get your thoughts no i don't i don't think they lose the home opener strictly because they typically play very well in home openers it's very energetic as you said in there and also this is really the first time kirill kaprizov is going it has played in front of a a rocket crowd this 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 crowd is going to be something like he's never seen this is Minnesota gets crazy with their hockey here, yeah, they do. especially when they're good. And I mean, even Fiala to that extent in the same breath is Fiala really played in front of a packed X, the, you know, how we expect it, you know, not while the, the team is good. The no. no, exactly. It, it's sure. He's played in front of probably a sold out crowd at the X, but he hasn't played in front of those waving towels crowds chanting the whole game. The, I mean, booing every single call cheering every single hit. I mean, it, it's a different breed when the team's good here in Minnesota and how the crowd reacts to that kind of every Minnesota sports has fair weather fans up here. Yeah. But, well, the, the outside I, weather's bad enough. Okay. So right. cut them some slack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just think this jets team, you hit it on the head. They hurt. They got better on the defensive end, but that's not a strong suit by any stretch. What's the strong suit is their goaltending. They will score goals defend very well and they'll make they'll have some very good saves made on the back end by Connor Helliabuck. So I mean yeah. playing the Jets, you gotta sneak some in and I think the Wild can do that. So I don't think it's gonna be too much of a problem for them. But throughout the season, the Jets will definitely get theirs against the Wild a few oh, times. Oh for sure. It's, it's it's that's how this rivalry is. I mean, they, we kind of go back and forth with them, but I think yeah. they get round one. So you don't subscribe to the uh the uh the 10k takes blog uh i looked at the wild's entire 82 game schedule and i don't see a single loss <laughs> <laughs> yeah well unfortunately that, that i think that's maybe happen. the funniest blog that we've ever published <laughs> no, it's like another good another record-breaking month for the wild is they go 14-0 in this month it's like <laughs> yeah great great season that would be nice. I wanted we just watch the whole season and never lose. Again. Never lose. And then, well, what would happen though? Because Minnesota sports is then we would immediately get swept. Oh yeah, no, we would lose in the, the first, first round games of the playoffs. Yeah, just yeah. to, to to a team that's like has the lowest point total to ever get into the playoffs. Yeah, or something like that. Up ahead, after a quick break, we have a very special guest. You remember her from a previous episode of the Wild Takes podcast. That's right. We got Aaron Lowry back on the show to talk about exactly what happened uh, from her point of view in the offseason. Stick around and stay tuned because she's got some deets, some hot goss. What's up, hockey fans? As you know, hockey season's right around the corner, so it's time to get in shape. Betting shape, that is. Yeah, our friends at Better Edge, that is B-E-T-T-O-R, Edge, are going to help you do that. Use promo code 10K at sign up and get five free dollars to use on whatever, really. And basically, you put money on a spread or a money line or an over-under, 
and someone picks up that order and you can win money. All you got to do is throw some money in there and get going. And you're definitely going to want to be on the lookout too, because our friends at Better Edge and 10,000 Takes are going to be partnering up throughout the season. We're going to be hosting competitions and contests where you can potentially take some of our money. You know, mine and Zooch's. You listen to the podcast every week and you think, heh. I can do better than these dimwits. Well, you know what? Put your money where the mouth is. So again, to uh, to sign up, go to betteredge.com and use promo code 10K for five free dollars towards your first bet. All right, we now welcome on a very special guest. We, You know her from her previous episode where she was on the Wild Six podcast. Uh, you also know her a little bit better as at MN Wild. Please welcome on the Wild social media manager, director, supervisor, incredible, just badass, awesome person. We're not exactly sure what her exact title is, but she runs the Wild social and she kicks ass. Please welcome on Aaron Lowry. Aaron, how are you, my friend? I'm good. Can you send that title right to my director and just get my get my title changed? That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All the things. That that like 14 word title. It sounds great until you have to put it on a business card. Yeah, we'll get there. Somebody's going to be like, assistant, like assistant to, assistant to the social media director. Right, yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having me. I feel like, you know, just a couple things happened since the last time I was here. So hopefully yeah. we'll talk about it. A couple things. So um, for a little bit of behind, behind the scenes, inside baseball, whatever that fucking phrase is, um, whenever the offseason hit like peak form, I reached out to Aaron and I said, I want you to know that as soon as Kirill signs, uh, we're going to have you come on and, and tell the story about um, all of the fucking trolls that would respond to anything that you would post with sign Kirill, sign Kirill, sign Kirill. Yeah. Um, so like, what's that like to just have to put up with that garbage? That was just, um, what what a what a what a summer I had um it it was I was full revenge tour the day that happened but my entire summer was like just the sign Kirill and when it wasn't you know sign Fiala sign Kirill then it was just sign Kirill so um it was surprised there wasn't any sign jewel well I mean that one got done pretty quick so that's true that's um, true we were (laughs) in advance ready for all three of these guys whenever it happened and then as Kirill kind of prolonged a little bit longer, our content plan got a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. And so it led to kind of being able to do a little, little trolling when it comes to, you know, clapping back at the fans that were using all the sign Kirill comments all, all uh, summer long. So um, that was just a little side project we added that just kind of came out of everybody replying. So um, <laughs> it brought up the engagement numbers. So keep it up, I guess. But um, hopefully we won't have to deal with that for, you know, obviously five more years. At least five more years. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I have a question for, I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like, how much of a heads up do you get? Like before that happens? Because like, obviously you have to find out soon-ish because mm-hmm. like Russo will, Russo will obviously break it before anybody. Um, yeah. but the wild account has to respond pretty quickly and making graphics, especially like in the middle of the night is mm-hmm. not quick. So like how much of a heads up do you get of like, Hey, Aaron, you ready? Yeah. Um, so a little known fact about me is that I have a best friend and it's my computer and we go everywhere together and all summer long, me and my, my laptop went everywhere. We went to the cabin, we went to Nashville, we did a little bit of everything. So um when it comes to heads up it's not as much as I'd like but they usually do give us you know at least an hour hour and a half sometimes a little bit more than that um 
but yeah, there have been some that I have, you know, 30 minutes before it's kind of broken by an insider. And one I remember specifically was Nick Bugstad, the trade that happened. I think it was, it was during the pandemic, but um, all of a sudden I was driving and it, I got a text that was like, oh yeah, there's a trade happening. Like get ready to your computers. And I was like, ah, I'm in the car. So um, I get a, a little bit of heads up, but um, not, not as much, you know, you always want more time. Um, and then with the curl one, obviously we had kind of been hearing rumblings um, through, you know, various avenues that it was getting closer and closer. So we just had a content plan ready. Um, I had all of the copy and the things uploaded and ready to go. So as soon as I got the call that it was okay to kind of tease that this was happening with the uh, Russian doll video that went first out and then um, we were able to kind of uh, get ahead of it and be, be pretty close to Russo this time around so it was good yeah no especially I think with Kirill too because like uh he was just like secretly in Florida for like yeah, a week like I know. um it well, sounds like it sounds like nobody really knew about that right as far as I know I think that was pretty much a mystery to everybody um I had kind of heard through the grapevine that there was you know maybe flights happening and meeting um in advance but I didn't know he was in Florida I assumed he was in Russia I think everybody did so yeah um, I hope that there is some sort of like deep dive into like how logistically that all happened because there was like the like Moscow was like posting about Kirill and so there was like it seemed like there was some kind of like back alley things that were happening on the internet but um we're just happy that he signed and obviously we were ready to go we had a great content plan ready and it was just a matter of time yeah uh, I want to tell actually a really quick story before we move on, uh, because uh, Aaron, you were you were kind of a part of this too. If you uh, if you remember, about a, a little less than a week before he actually signed, Aaron and I are in a uh, a Twitter group chat called the Matt Boldy Fan Club, and some so one of, I don't I don't remember who it was in the the group chat, but somebody posted a screenshot of some like beautiful blonde Russian woman, yes. and said guys, Kirill's girlfriend is trying to come to America. What? So I put on my detective hat and do a little bit of digging. And the only connection that we can find to like this girl is that her, she's like, she has, she is beautiful and appears to be like Russian. And she's definitely Russian. (laughs) And she appears to be like actually pretty famous in Russian, in in Russia. And like her dad was in like a pop band in the eighties uh like a russian pop funk band or something like that it was very strange and the only mystery (laughs) yeah and the only connection that like we seem to have is that her post in russian i did like i i've I've picked up a little bit of russian uh from watching the khl and so i was able to figure out that basically her post said something about needing a visa to the usa and then uh kirill followed her and she followed him but they never posted anything. He would, he liked like a picture and this is all on Instagram. So like, you know, whatever, uh, felt like real, like NBA move too. like, who does they follow? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> well, so my immediate thought is like, okay, well like they're both fucking celebrities. Like, of course they follow each other. Like mm-hmm. that's not a surprise. Like each of them have like hundreds of thousands of followers. I think that girl might have like six or seven hundred thousand I think Kirill has like two or three hundred like he's a mm-hmm. very famous athlete in that country I was like this is like the equivalent of like LeBron James following Beyonce uh but Russian yeah. and then it turns out that like that was maybe correct I know like, yeah like, I don't know. like I poo-pooed the idea for a couple days and then uh that was on like a Thursday and then on like Tuesday all of a sudden it's like oh by the way Kirill's been in Russia for a week and they figured out a weird illegal visa transport and I anyway know. I 
<laughs> I really, really hope that that story comes out at some point and I'm sure it will, but it was just like all of a sudden like, yeah, Kirill's just, you know, he's just been chilling in Florida, like hanging out, working out, like, okay, all right, well. Ready <laughs> hey, to that's go our boy. <laughs> that's our Russian boy right there. Amen. Yeah, international man of mystery. So. Yeah. He, is, so, he literally is a man of mystery. Just yeah. looking at the guy. You never mm-hmm. know what's on his mind. What, what, what's going thing. through the little brain of his. <laughs> My favorite thing about Kirill that he started to do now is that our entire content team, like we were all there when he landed and did all this stuff. And so he knows us. And now his thing is every time he sees one of us, he just like does a little, like just yeah. like the video to us. And the so that's like great. our thing. He just winks at us. So that's my like one little Kirill tidbit right now. That was, that was, that was uh, the wink was very funny. And then I think in his, uh, I think it was his opening presser. Uh, I think it was Sarah McClellan asked him, like, Kirill, like, your English sounds really good. Like, have you been working on it this yep. year? He goes, no. <laughs> yeah, he said no. <laughs> I know, yeah. That was the one thing I was worried about. I was like, okay, I'm going to have you, like, say something to the camera. Like, it's going to be in English. He's like, oh, no, no. I'm like, no, it's going to be short. Like, you can do it. And it was like, you know, those four words. And and then he did the wink. And I was like, okay, he knows exactly what he's doing here. Yeah. Like, there, there's, like, there, I'm going to ask him for more because he knows exactly what he's doing. So, oh, yeah. 100%. Now his and his presser was pretty good. Him and I when they interviewed Zuccarillo too, and oh, asking yeah. him, "Well, how were how, what, what was it like? Were you texting him at all?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I texted him a few times, saying let's go, like, let's let's get <laughs> this thing going. Come on, get signed, let's get back here, buddy." Those two, the bromance of the century, right? So, like, obviously, there's you know that's what the people ask for is the the career related content. Um, some other content you guys have put out, like uh, earlier today, you guys you guys pushed out the the haunted elevator or the uh, not the haunted elevator, the elevator, elevator the elevator game. Um, that was terrific. Also, just side note, we can cut this. Uh, if you want to do a haunted elevator, let me know. I've got ideas. Um, and the idea of like Matt Dumba screaming like a little girl, lo- yeah, putting something me- in the corner oh, of the elevator. Season, I like it. Yeah, yeah. happy Halloween. Yeah. Uh, but anyway. Um, the like duck size one it was was it a hundred duck size felinos felinos or yeah. one felino size duck right yeah um who came that up with that was that you that was um so we had been talking about how we wanted to do um some more bits like that um just seeing how successful the vikings one was and a good bit we were like, yeah we were like well you know we have the elevator and they have to be in there for you know 20 seconds or however long it is and um so I was I tweeted something out that was like if you could ask an MN wild player anything what would it be and we just kind of picked one from that from that tweet then (laughs) nobody really knew what it was what it was for and so um we're hoping that we can go back and use some of that but um that was a team effort that wasn't necessarily my idea but I loved it and the execution was awesome for my team so that was a great Um, idea for sure so yeah the responses were great (laughs) yeah no that video was gold yeah no that (laughs) I mean, Dumba's response was hilarious. Zook's response yeah. was hilarious. Zook's just like one, what, one big boom, knock it out. I know. Done. Dumba's like a little bit of an outtake on that one that they, that was cut, but the rest of that was was pure gold. I'll maybe show it to you guys offline, but it's yeah. Zook's <laughs> is like he's no filter, like just whatever he says, just there you go. So. Yeah. Uh, I, it's funny. I was gonna bring it. Dev wanted me to bring this up. Noah, my my little brother, he he played at White Bear Lake, and I have a couple of his teammates snapchats from back in the day and he, they were out at a bar last night and fucking right on the bar there's zuccarillo taking shots with uh, the entire bar saying let's go oh wild boy. So i thought that was uh, i thought that was pretty funny and Yala is... was there with them so 
They're one of the guys I would not expect to see out. That team bonding in Duluth, man. (laughs) Drinking a high noon. And there's maybe like people in this bar. I'm like, what are are the odds they find this little corner bar? And fucking there's Zuccarello and Fiala having a few drinks. I think that's the best thing about like Minnesota is just like all of a sudden it's just like, yeah, just like a player just hanging out in a bar and some Yeah. Like it happens more often than you think. So yeah, no, no, it's just, yeah, he's, he's chant, let's go wildly, bought him all shots. This guy is awesome. Oh, that is so funny. I wonder if he was with Carts, but that that is that's that honestly. I know he was with Fiala for sure because they took okay. a picture. Of course, they got a picture with Fiala, but they yeah. got a video of like a nice picture with Fiala, big smile that they got Zuccarello taking shots. I just like, like the idea. Great. I like the idea of the Lizard King walking around like Roscoe's or Pioneers or whatever that bar is called. Um, <laughs> and and just like he's got like a beer in one hand and like a plate of Fireball on the other. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, it, I mean, it is training camp, so those days are numbered. They're probably yeah, right. for much longer, so might as well. It's a good thing Nate hey, McKinnon's hey, Fiala, not on the Fiala team, right? Was in the Fiala, Fiala was still in the training camp mindset. He had a high noon, so. Oh, that's smart. He was, he, was, he was good. He was good. I think this was a 10K blog, but that is for sure the best the best seltzer out there. If we were <laughs> it is. It, it actually is, dude. High noons are great. They're so good. Um. Okay, cool. So, so yeah, Aaron, um, are there any other, like, obviously now that, you know, like COVID is the COVID restrictions in the NHL are lowering, yep. you know, I don't want to say completely gone, obviously, but um, now that you're like able to like go and like interact with the guys again and like be like more, more involved with that. Like, are there any guys um, that like you've, as you've gotten to like interact with them a little bit more, like you've gotten some funny stories out of it and you can, you can leave the guys anonymous, you know, we're not trying yeah. to get anybody in trouble. if like, they've got like, a crazy, crazy story or something. Yeah. I mean, um, so it's been kind of light right now. Um, we, um, like I've gotten to know, uh, Alex Goligoski a little bit better. We, I helped with some of his becoming wild stuff. Um, so he's going to have a nice episode. Um, but it was nice to kind of see him at the beauty league. That'll be an episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, there've been some, um, a lot of things that have happened this year have just been like, you know, verification requests from the guys, the prospects. So it was really nice to kind of meet like Adam Beckman is as good as like, as good of a guy as he just like seems to be like, he's so sweet. Hell yeah. Um, and you know, then, he's going to love to hear that. Our, our uh, mutual friend spoke Z. Yes. Yeah. He is. I mean, he's so nice. He like his energy, like that's not fake. Like he's smile. He's smiling all the time. So when he gets his chance, I'm really excited to have him come up. Cause he was just like, like electric just the perfect type of person for hockey content so I'm really excited about him um and then obviously you know Rossi is very I think he's very like locked in kind of on social and so he has um I think he has some people helping him with his social media if I had to guess but um all the prospects have been really nice and a lot of them are now um, verified I've gotten to know them through kind of that process and um the nice thing about my job is um they're the ones that are really in social media. So I get to work with them a lot and kind of <laughs> grow with them as their accounts kind of grow. So, yeah, um, I, I guess I didn't realize that was like part of your job description. So like if a guy, cause like obviously Twitter's not going to go and verify some like random 17 year old in the Western hockey league. Um, but like once a guy like gets like drafted and becomes like quote unquote notable, mm-hmm. um, like that's something that you're doing is you're, you're going in and helping them and being like, all right, this is what the process is. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I, I like every, every year we're supposed to go through with the prospects and do like a little presentation about like social media and just meet 
media in general with the PR staff. Um, and so part of my job was getting all of them verified in photos from prospect camp. So um, I got to know a lot of them and they had obviously a lot of questions and um, there are some restrictions around verification, but usually when they get to be the point of being at a prospect camp, we can get them pretty far along the process. So um, yeah, that's part of my job. I, I add it to the list of things that I do for the wild, but um, that's a fun one to kind of, you know, some of them have been really excited when they've gotten theirs and they've like, I owe you a bottle of wine. And like, literally I just type buttons and get you verified. It's okay. So um, oh, I, I do like the little... idea of like a 17 year old being like, Aaron, let me buy you some wine. Yeah. It's not a 17 year old, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, there, I mean, I also help with like hacks. There have been a couple of guys that have had some kind of mm. uh, reoccurring hacks. Um, you, know, you don't have to name names, but like, <laughs> has anything like funny happened from any of that? There is one prospect who like very consistently has fake Snapchats made about him from back where he's from. And I'm just like, I've taken down six versions of your Snapchat. Like what is going on here? Like, are we, are we getting verified on Snapchat? So this can't happen. So is that a um, thing? Yeah. You can get verified on Snapchat too. That's something I found out and TikTok. So we're getting somewhere, but what do you know? Um, yeah, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I've gotten from kind of the lessening restrictions with the team is that we're just going to have more access to them and more people that are going to be around. So we're going to be able to have um, more content like the elevator cam. We're going to hopefully get some of them rocking and rolling on TikTok and um, just kind of some more fun stuff as, as my team grows and as we have a little bit more flexibility to do some more um, fun initiatives. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, follow up question to all of that. Can you get 10K verified? I was going to say, I, I probably should have stepped in a while ago and I probably should have helped with the, the band account, but I think I probably can't help. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm mean, going down. <laughs> let's go. You hear that Montreal? We're coming for you. I still, I, I still can't you. believe we don't, that, that Twitter account is still yeah. banned. That's French absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I know. So crazy to me. Yeah, we, um, I'll probably have, I was like thinking about that the other day. I was like, I probably should step in once the season starts and help those guys. It's been way too long. So we have on our, on our end have to deal with the, you know, the music license restrictions and Twitter is not a good one. So I know that that one's, uh, once you kind of get tagged, it's hard to, hard to um, undo. So I know that the, the what would, what would happen if at MN wild gets taken down for like a DMCA? Not good things. <laughs> like, can, hear, can Twitter um, do that? Yes, they can. And <laughs> the way that it works is that we actually have to apply, like, we apply to use specific music and we can only have it posted for a certain num number of days. And so when we did huh. um, the Born to be Wild song, like, if yeah. you go try back and find that, like, it's deleted, it's gone, because we can only have it up and live on the internet for seven days. That's wow. Yeah. Really dumb. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so it's because we paid for the license title only for like a certain like period of time. And so yeah. um, that's like, and honestly, like, I don't even think we were able to get any of the licensing on Twitter because it was so expensive. So it went as like a teaser on Twitter and then the full video full was, thing on, is on YouTube. Yeah. Now is deleted. So um, huh. yeah, we can't mess around with music. Like it's a really, um, really big part of like the background of our video team and they have to be really careful and only use certain sites. So yeah, I right there with you. <laughs> wow, I, I always feel like it's it's counterproductive for Pete. Like, wow, you're using my song in this video that makes you no money. I'm gonna take it down because that, right. I don't like this this well, exposure you you're giving me. Want to like it's like okay. have the double exposure, from right? The right. So. 
Whatever. Yeah, we're not making making money off tweets. I mean, I I get it on TikTok because yes, you are making technically you are making money on TikTok, but not like per views. But yeah, are you? you Oh, okay. Yeah. Whoopsies. Ten K account. We're actually banned on there from it for making money too. So that's great. Uh, Yeah, there we go. Uh, 10k in the doghouse yet Dude, again. yeah and so, well that that we actually have a it, the bad boys be, of the internet we're, we're gonna be able to start making money on our tiktok account by the end of the year again so oh, nice. and there's that so there there is that a positive. but we've had a we've had a few million you know million views yeah. since that's happened so that's kind of shitty for us but we're, yeah, yeah the internet wild. bad boys wild or the yeah we're the bad boys of uh, of the Midwest wow. internet. <laughs> yeah, bad boys, as in we we uh, we just don't follow the rules. Of, of those, you know, <laughs> repeatedly stop following the rules. Yeah, we we may we may have found a loophole for the the Twitter thing. Um, definitely did. That's gonna work. Yeah, we definitely. Did. We were talking. I told them about that a while ago, though. We were talking yeah. about that a long time ago. Yeah, like, just use a separate account. <laughs> use that. Tweet the video, and we're good. <laughs> You guys are funny. We uh we aim to aim to be. So um are you able to tell us, Aaron, any more of the uh social plans? Um, any like fun, like expanded stuff that's gonna happen with the wild this year? Obviously, we don't want to like totally step on your toes. Hi, Stella. I know I, my dog Stella has now taken the screen and has taken all of my attention. So uh, she is beautiful uh, <laughs> and is very welcome on the podcast. She's um, the queen of the Twitter sphere right now. Oh, she, turns, she turns one. Well, I've had her for one year um, later this month. So she's now out of the puppy stage technically, oh. but um, content. So we have a lot of stuff coming. Um, we're really excited about a couple things that we're working on. Um, I'm hoping that it, I can kind of lean into like what's happening in wild Twitter and kind of turn it into, you know, something fun that we can use on the main account. So um, caps lock kind of turned into its home thing. And so I'm hoping we have another version of caps lock this year that will come as, um, as we kind of get into the season, but um, we have some fun. Oh, there she is. Yeah. We're hoping to have a lot of really fun. For anybody that's uh, obviously, uh, this is just an audio thing, and we might put this video out on Twitter. But uh, Stella just like came up behind her and was like, "Here I am!" Yeah, I love. She, uh... she acknowledged herself too. She saw herself in the camera. She's like, "Oh, hello." If you're oh, wondering where all the fire tweets are coming from, they're actually coming from Stella. So yeah, I believe it. Oh, the Bill Belichick bit. The Bill Belichick yeah, bit. So... He lets the dog draft. We're a mess over here. We're gonna we're gonna try and keep the dog on the down low here, but um, we do have a lot of fun stuff coming. Um, we uh, are hoping to have you know some great video series again, like Beyond Our Ice is back. I think we've yeah. already launched that one. So the first, really the first one where uh, the first one had a great moment, had a lot of great moments, but the the one in particular that I think everybody really noticed is yes, uh, <laughs> Billy G asked the team. He's like, "Hey guys, what are we here for?" and uh, there's kind of a kind of a little bit of a pause and Spurgeon goes we're here to uh we're here to play hockey and have fun he goes no fuck Fuck that that. we're here to win yes quite the quote so yeah we we have a lot of really great access Bill is really into kind of what we're doing um in kind of the social digital sphere um and so he's given us a lot of um a lot of freedom to kind of uh be in those conversations and, and, and filming that kind of stuff so um, a lot of really great content to come this year. We're really excited about. 
um, about this team and kind of having uh, a lot of our key key guys back and kind of learning more about um, some of these new faces and hopefully our prospects kind of making making that jump. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's always great having you on. As you know, you're welcome on anytime. Um, we do typically record during games, so we'll figure <laughs> something out. But uh, you're, you are really, truly welcome on anytime. Um, before our final question, which you, you know to prepare for this time, um, where can uh, people find you specifically? Or if you're just trying to plug uh, the fact that the, the Wild has a Twitter account, which, you know, I would think that most of our <laughs> listeners would already know that, but yes. you never know. Um, so yeah, obviously follow, you know, the wild. Um, I think that most people who are here are, uh, following the wild, but my personal Twitter account is, um, Aaron Lowry underscore, and then, um, Aaron Lowry on Instagram. So I sometimes am able to post some behind the scenes stuff when I'm on the road. So, um, excited to kind of get back out to California and hopefully get a couple wins. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Hell yeah. Well, Aaron, um, thanks for the plug. Thanks for your time. As always, you know the drill by now. Um, the last question we ask every single guest, Aaron Lowry, what is your wild take? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and just really lean into the fact that this wild team is just unreal. And I'm going to, my wild take is we are going to surpass our home win streak this year. Oh, I love this. Home I win love streak. it. Extended. Do you know what the like number that. is off the top of your I head? I think it was 11 or 12. I think I was going to say, I, I think it's 12. 12, 12 sounds right. right. 13 might even be right, too. Yeah. So I think that's what's going to happen this year. I feel really optimistic about this team. Everybody's projecting that we're going to do good things. And so I think 11 is the record. Wins, wow. <laughs> oh, I feel bad. Uh, we broke the record last year and it was 11. I, I knew that we, what? I knew that we got close. I, I just thought, I, I was thinking of that season. Oh, that was 12 straight games, not yes. 12 home games. So, yeah, 11, yes. 11. Home. Uh, yes. Yeah. At home. Yes. yes. So, yes, yes. All right. We got home there. We figured street. it out. There you go. There so, you're, so, so, Aaron, you're predicting 12 this year at yep, least? Yes, let's do it. Hell, yeah. Let's go wild. Love it. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Aaron. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, big thanks to our good friend, Erin Lowry. Always love having her on and uh, getting a little bit of behind-the-scenes action over at uh, at the Minnesota Wild area, part of town. Yeah. All right, so I'm just looking at the schedule right now real quick. So that's next Tuesday, Jets at Wild. Uh, then we have Ducks at Wild. That's Saturday, so like a, another four- or five-day gap in there. So the once again, the NHL is doing that fucking thing where the Wild play like – six games in October and everybody else plays like 11. And then, and then at the end of the season, the wild have like 13 games and 15 nights. And uh, so that's happening again. Then we've got Saturday, the 23rd ducks at wild uh, predators at wild the next day. Um, And then wild at Canucks that Tuesday. I'm, I'm looking at this schedule and, I, I never, you never want to be the one to, to say it, but cause I, I don't see a loss on that, <laughs> but also I know how hockey works and we're going right. to drop one. Well, we're you're going to drop, like, we're going to drop one of those, but I just don't know which one it's going to be. I guess maybe the Canucks because like, they seem like the best team on paper. I really think this predators team is garbage. Um, I know some of the people on like the analytics side of things really like them. But I, I look at them and I, I, 
I don't see how anybody sees the moves that they've made this year in the off season. And they're like, Oh yeah, this team is trying to win a Stanley cup this year. Like no. they're doing the, they're doing the, 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 the David Poyle tweak, like reload, not rebuild, but it's actually a rebuild. So we're going to suck for like a year and a half and then we're going to figure it out and make it to the second round. I mean, they got goaltending. That's something you always got to look at. You got Saros is good. You can, you, can, you can win games. Who do they have the besides Saros, though? Well, that's really it. But, I mean, you got yeah. Saros, right? <laughs> yeah, but he's not going to do 82 games. Right. At, at most, you get maybe 65 out of him. And he's good. Don't get me wrong. But, like. Well, I, I mean, I don't know. That's that's the thing that worries me a little bit with this Minnesota Wild team. Because we, which, first of all, I read, uh, I don't. I know you've you've given him some praise on Twitter, Greg Wisniewski, whatever his name is. Oh, Wisniewski. Wisniewski. He wrote a preview, like power rankings blog for ESPN, and I'm I sorry, I, I I looked at it. I was like, does he watch the? Did he watch any of these games? What? Well, he said the Minnesota Wild goalie tandem last year was like below average. If they if they if they're at that level again, that did I miss something? Was Cam Talbot bad last year? Cam Talbot like, was, was he... excellent. The problem is when. Uh, when Capo got uh, like 10 or 11 games in a row or whatever it was, yep. that completely wore him out. Um, that's been a thing with Capo Kakinen, uh his yep. entire career is yep. he starts off really, really strong. And then towards the end of the season, after he gets some more games in, I don't know if it's like a conditioning thing or if it's just like a mental fatigue thing. Um, or if it's just like Which adjusting, is a little scary. or if it's Which just adjusting to like a new level of play, like he's never played in the NHL for, you know, 50 games before, you know? And, uh, but like his first year in the AHL, he was unbelievable. The first like 30 games. And then the last 20 or so that he played, like he kind of sucked. And then the second year he was really good the whole season. So like, I'm kind of expecting that trend to happen where like, I don't know. Like, again, I don't know what exactly is causing it. I don't know if it's teams figuring him out in the season, in the moment and being like, Oh, like, like I know like last year he had a bunch where it was a a blocker side high and like, okay, cool. So like teams figured out like, that's where we're going to shoot. And he makes the adjustment in the off season. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe he really does just get tired because 12 games in a row is a lot. And he was the only option that we had because we're not going to put Andrew Hammond in no offense to the hamburger, but like that wasn't going to happen. And Cam Talbot was unavailable. So we had one choice for three weeks. So I get it. Um, that being said, those cut last at the end of the season, when Capo really stunk it up at hurt our overall season goaltending numbers significantly. So the correct, an- the, the answer to your question is yes, uh, Greg did not watch most of the wild games. He probably watched them late and saw a struggling rookie goaltender who had been figured out by more experienced coaches and players. Well, yeah, well, either way, I think having the wild at 15 and then after following it up, doubling down with those comments about our goaltending last season, I just thought that was little bit of a stretch there. Just no, I a agree. little bit. I just don't see how the Wild are. You you look at the NHL and you go, wow, 15th best team right now. <laughs> and just, and I don't really understand that. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because it's not like our division was horrible last year. 
wasn't the worst division by any stretch. No, it was the Canadian, the Canadian division. The Canadian division was bad. Um, but there's yeah. neither here nor there. I just thought Cam Talbot was pretty solid last year. But the only, I think, the only way the Wild don't have a successful season is if that goaltending. That is a true statement. The goaltending is subpar. I think they could struggle this season because, yeah, they're going to need it. Yeah. They well, lost I'm, them on the defensive side, so they really – I mean, it's true they did. Yeah. And I mean, they, they tried to fill it, but who knows how these fill-in pieces are going to work. Hopefully yeah. good, but we yeah. don't know. I, I mean, I'm looking at the, um, at the teams ahead of the wild, and I've got no issues with one through five. He has six. He has the Rangers because I guess he's really high on uh, Igor yeah. Shosturkin yeah. and, and Gorgiev. I'm, I think that that's probably a better combo than than Talbot and Kakinen. I don't know if it's the sixth best team in the league. Uh, is, Vegas. But... <laughs> okay, sure. This uh, is a show me league. When is the last time the New York Rangers have made the playoffs? I don't care about a good stretch of hockey last season. At the end of the season, did they make the playoffs? Well, it was. It was honestly, they were really good outside of a horrible first month where they were like like two and 13 but other than that they were really good they 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 had some weird shit going on too i i do think that they're going to be really good this year um like i don't like we don't think the odds what are the odds that vladimir putin is going to try and uh frame panarin for crimes against humanity again pretty low right (laughs) yeah right like (laughs) um yeah uh i'm looking at the other ones uh blackhawks Lincoln in was good and I guess everybody's kind of assuming that flurry is going to have another great year again. Okay. Whatever. I have a real big issue with number nine, the Panthers, uh, Bobrovsky stinks. Spencer Knight is awesome, but a rookie. Um, right. <laughs> uh, Canucks, Demko and Halak. That's fine. They're probably better. Uh, Predators, Soros and Riddick. Eh uh Habs that uh, he has Price and Allen I actually really like that however Price is not going to be there so that's that's not the case anymore um Bruins Olmark and Swayman Olmark stinks Swayman is really good and he's got us at 14 so yeah I mean I, at best I would maybe move us two or three spots up I don't think we're a top 10 tandem. I do think Talbot fucking rules. And I think that uh, Kakinen is going to be much better see, this year. I don't know though. I, you, I feel like Talbot's numbers got swayed because of the two awful games against the blues. I mean, he well, really that was, did. That was Kakinen. That's what I meant. Kakinen. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, no, they did. these numbers got so swayed because of that. I just don't, I don't know, man. They, they, I thought our goalies were very, very good last year. Even in that playoff series, Talbot played out of, out of his mind. Talbot was incredible in the playoffs. Yeah, he was no, out I, of his mind. I think Talbot is awesome. I I don't know if I count on him to do it to be that awesome for 82 games or you know 60 games or whatever, but I think he was really, really good. I think, I think if we if we, if we can good. if we can figure out a way to split their workload, I think that we're gonna have a very, very good tandem. And yeah, that I mean, that's 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 what it is at the end of the moment. Like, I think that's all it's going to come down to for with the goalies. If we can, if we can get them to figure out exactly what the the the, the workload split is going to be, that's going to make all the difference in the world to me. I think fifty thirty two is solid. 
to me, I think Talbot getting 50 starts while you still develop your yeah. rookie, which technically is a rookie still. Yeah. Which I don't understand how that works, but sure. I do I understand, my, but I don't. But yeah. Would... <laughs> no, I think my favorite, my favorite stat is Alex Nadelkovich is uh, eligible for the Calder again this year. And he was a Calder finalist last year. Makes no sense. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, wasn't too far behind there, wasn't he? He was probably top 15 in voting. Yeah, there. No, yeah, he was. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's it for uh, that's yeah, happening. Jesper, Jesper, Jesper Volstead coming up too. Oh, I can't Jesper wait. He's I'm gonna be very, a brick wall. So. Yeah, he's gonna be incredible. Um, well, that's gonna do it for goalie talk right now. Zooch, we have now reached the end of the show, so I've got just one question for you. What is your wild take? Okay, my wild take might upset some Minnesota hockey fans and especially upset AB, our very own AB here, Andy Bjorn, old producer Andy. Old producer Andy, but uh, my wild take is Kyle Rao is not going to see nearly as many games as he normally does in a Minnesota Wild season. And I think a lot of that has to do with some of the rookies the Wild have coming up. Uh, Rem Pitlick, that yeah, Rem Pitlick being picked up, that's a player that's going to take my time away from him. I have a feeling. Um, I just don't see how the Wild can justify giving him of ice i know the fourth line rule is not a lot of ice but just getting some of these younger guys some ice time to you know grow into the role that they're going to be in but yeah that it, it, it i just don't see kyle ralph fitting in like he normally does for the minnesota wild the kind of the guy they slot in i think there's going to be a few other options that they can go to this season i, I do so, want to be very clear like you're saying like you know he fits in he plays a couple of games uh the most games he's ever played in one season was last year and he played 14 uh, normally he plays uh, under 10 games for the wild. Okay. Um, well, even at that, I still think it's more games than he. How many games? If you had, if you had to pick a number, how many games? Under five. Under five <laughs> games. Uh, see, in the pre-show, you said zero, and I was ready to fight with you on that, but I think under five is actually spot on. I I'm, said I, zero. I, I said zero mostly because I was thinking about Rossi, but you made a good point. I don't think they're going to. He's going to be playing top six minutes as he comes up. So yeah. I don't think that's taken any, but if someone like Beckman, uh, Duhame, um, I, Rem Pitlick, just guys like that, even, even fucking Rask, I'd rather have Rask in the lineup over him. Rask brings more of a scoring touch to, you know, which the offensive zone. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of is a big thing in the NHL is, you know, putting the puck in the back of the net when you're on the ice, but yeah. Hey, I mean, I love Kyle Rowe. He did a lot of great things in his career for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. He and the Eden very, Prairie very High School Eagles. And Don't they, you forget. And, and, and Eden Prairie. I was getting to that. Too. Go Eagles. He did a very good career there. <laughs> but I just don't see how he fits in on this Minnesota Wild team with a lot of speed, talent, goal scorers, and just better players. Yeah. So that's no, I mean, wild look, take. look, I always like joke around and say Kyle's my boy because we graduated together. And like we were like friendly in high school, but we definitely weren't like friends. Um, you know, I, I, I've got his number. I know his, I know his brother's like we played on the same lacrosse teams growing up. Like I know the kid, great guy, big fan. I completely agree with everything you just said. I wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs> yeah. My wild take is actually going to relate to a, a current player on the, the opening day roster. And that player's name is Jordan Greenway. I am a big fan of what he does. I also at the same time 
do not think that he will be on this roster at the start of next season. I see what some of the new up and coming young guys are doing. And I think that Billy G recognizes that Greenway is a giant imposing forward who can throw the body around. He has underperformed to what his expectations were by, you know, set by management, but he still is a good player who can score and can be physical, but doesn't always bring it. And I think that inconsistency is going to cause him to get moved out of here, probably at the trade deadline because he is on a contract year. So I, I anticipate that uh, he, he gets moved at the trade deadline. If the, uh, if the wild are out of it, I think he gets moved at the trade deadline. If the wild are out of it. And I think he gets moved at the, in the off season, if the wild like make a, make a run or make the playoffs, it brings me no joy to say that, but I just, just reading between the lines. I just, I don't see, I don't see where he slots in when we have up and coming young guys that are going to be cheaper and we're about to go into salary cap hell. I wish this is this is not one that brings me pleasure, but I just don't see it happening. No, I think the salary cap gets a little dicey, but I, I feel like if you're moving them, wouldn't there be no better time if you want to go out and get a number one C for Jack yeah. Eichel, throwing him in a trade oh, package? God damn it, I we're doing this again. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like a Jordan Greenway isn't your run-of-the-mill forward you throw into one of those trade packages. That's a... Uh, a legit player you plug and play because he has played yeah. <laughs> at this level for a few years now, maybe just needs a change of scenery. So I'm not saying Jordan Greenway alone gets it done. I mean, that's not by any stretch no. of the imagination going to happen. So, but that's a good starting block is a Jordan Greenway. So you start yeah. with Jordan and maybe throw in another defenseman and maybe a couple, a, yeah, draft and picks, a couple picks. And, yeah. Hey, well, how does this look for you? Cause you can scoop him. Like you just said, that opens back men up. I, I do think he'll be a good player Rossi too. Up, I think he'll be a good player up. in the league. I think we're just kind of log jammed at that position again. And yep. this isn't new for the Minnesota. Wild. No, so just it makes sense to it makes sense to get value while you can, rather than let yep. him walk in RFA next year. All and right. No, I'm not saying that that's the centerpiece to get the fucking Jack Eichel trade done. That will do it for this week's episode of the Wild Takes Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you again to 10,000 Takes for powering this and to all of our other partners. Please make sure to go and uh, rate, review, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. And if you like us, tell your friends, get them to listen. And if you don't like us, tell your enemies, force them to listen. Either way, it's a win-win for you. Go make sure to check out 10,000 Takes on all social media platforms for more stuff like this, up-to-date takes, memes, blogs, etc. With all that being said, long live the piss missile. Let's go wild. Hockey season's here, baby.